Hi, I'm Zach, and this is going to be the first video in a series of videos for beginners in robotic automation. And you're watching Botshit Crazy. Now, like I said, this is intended to be part one in a series of videos for people that are kind of new to robotic automation. And that doesn't just mean that they're new to programming robots or, you know, uh, sitting down with how robots work and everything. More what it means in this particular video is that they're new to the purchasing of robotic systems because that can be a confusing process. I've actually worked on both sides of that aisle where I was actually a robotics integrator and now I work for a robot OEM. Best damn robots on the planet. <laughs> and I know from experience, talking to a lot of people, especially newer people in robotics or smaller companies, even medium-sized companies that just haven't started their kind of road down the automation you know, lane or started down with robotics, that this is a confusing topic for them. They're not sure how this whole hierarchy and structure works. Who's the guy that installs the robot? Is, is that the robot manufacturer? What's their role? Does this guy that, you know, do I, do I bring in a tool designer? Do those guys program the robot? Is programming the robot the whole automation? I'm going to get to all that, and I'm going to make it a lot easier for you to walk down that road and know what to expect by the time we're all done here. <laughs> so for starters, what is a robot OEM? A robot OEM is a name brand manufacturer of robots. Like I said, I work for... Still the best damn robots on the planet. And we make robots. Our job is just to design and build robots and provide them to the marketplace. Now, being that there's a lot that goes into actually building a good robot. I mean, there's a lot of mechanical engineering, electronics engineering, just, just to handle the kinematics alone in the controller. That is an undertaking. Uh, it's a big deal. And so... Because so much rides on that robot being fast, precise, repeatable, and among all those things, it has to have endurance and longevity, you kind of want your robot OEM focused on that specifically, okay? So robot OEMs, they just make the robots. They don't build systems, at least not typically. If there's somebody out there doing that, it, it can be done in rare cases or for really, really big customers, maybe in really complex processes, but as a general rule... 95 to 99% of the time, you're not going to see a robot OEM installing, building, designing systems. Now, this can get confusing for people because especially when they go to trade shows and stuff, you'll see a lot of these robot OEMs, you know, the big names, like, out there, and they're, you know, they have, you'll see a lot of these big names, like, out there and they'll have big booths they'll have a lot of robots running and they'll have them running in specific cells doing all these cool things and often when we're working those booths it's not uncommon for people to come up and say how much is this cell and what they don't realize <laughs> and probably just because they haven't bought robots before or anything is that that cell that we're showing is just a demonstration cell. It's not a cell that we would actually design and build and, you know, provide to the market. Because every robot cell is very, very unique, at least in general, you know. There are some pre-engineered cells, but that's for a different discussion.
And now that brings me to the next thing I want to define, and that is a robot cell. Okay, this is where you'll hear. This is where you'll hear people like integrators or you know robot OEMs or just people in the business talking about a robot cell versus a robot. Okay, so like I said, we have in robot manufacturers; they're making robots. Then you have robot cells. The cell could be defined as the robot and all the peripheral accessories that it takes to make the robot work to complete a specific task or process. Okay, all that wrapped into one is a robot cell. Now, what do I mean? An example might be something like um, a palletizing line. This is a real simple example, so let's start with that. You might have, you know, a conveyor that comes in, and that's bringing the boxes to the uh, to the uh, robot. The robots picking the things up, but the robot has a gripper on the end of the robot. Let's say in this case it has a vacuum tool. That vacuum tool is coming down, it's picking up the, the box, but to know that the box is there, it hits a little proc sensor. So the proc sensor tells the robot, oh, hey, there's a box here at the end of the conveyor, and that gives the robot the green light to come pick it up. But then there's a pallet that it's got to set it on. Well, the robot wants to know that that pallet is there and not missing, so there's a proc sensor telling the robot that that pallet is present as it's supposed to be. And Maybe outside of that, there's some guarding all the way around this robot. And there's, you know, doors that go into the, the robot cell. And those have safety interlocks on them so that if you open the door, everything shuts off or something if it's not an authorized open. And uh, maybe there's an HMI, a touchscreen on the outside of the robot cell that allows the operator to change different recipes and adjust to, adjust to different size boxes and things like that. Okay, That's all peripheral equipment that ties into the robot. And that is the robot cell. Now, a lot of times, this is another misconception. A lot of times, that robot cell is not run by the robot controller. It's actually run by a PLC. If you're not familiar with this, and most people in this business are, but let's do it anyways. Programmable logic controller. This is basically an electronic means of replacing relay switches from back in the day. So anyways, um, that cell is run by a PLC, and that's kind of the brains of the operation. So you've got several different pieces at play, and, and that's just a simple system I'm talking about here. If this was an assembly system or something where you've got lots of actuators moving parts in, maybe you've got feeder bowls presenting parts to the robot that it picks up and then it puts in this other thing, and then maybe a vision system comes over, maybe even on another robot, and it does you know an, an inspection to make sure that everything is assembled correctly, all the parts are present. And then maybe you have more parts that come in, either on a conveyor or maybe they come in in, again, you know, some sort of vibratory feeder and a vision system tells it. It goes on and on, okay? All that stuff is manufactured separately by different manufacturers. And somebody has to tie all that together. And that's not your robot manufacturer. That's not the, the big name booths that you see at the trade shows with all the cool cells and every stuff. Those cells at the trade shows, those are meant to show you what their robots can do. And they're meant to show it to you in an application that's relatable. Okay, that's really what they're trying to do. They're trying to create an eye-popping kind of or an eye-grabbing sort of application that's also relatable for you that will make you want to stop and say, hmm, I could see my robot, you know, or myself needing something like that. Maybe these guys know how to do that. And this is where the solution comes in. Whilst we won't provide that solution, we know who does. <clears throat> This is where we talk about integrator partners, okay? Now, integrator partners or integrators are 
skilled companies that have a variety of you know disciplines on their staff. It could be mechanical engineering. They'll have electrical engineers. They'll have um, you know uh, builders. They may have uh, electrical contractors and uh, fabricators and all this stuff. And what these people's jobs are, I forgot an important one, programmers, duh. And what these people's jobs are is to design a cell for you using a robot and usually several other pieces of equipment to accomplish the task that you've set out for them to accomplish. Whether that's assembly, welding, uh, maybe it's just material handling like palletizing, maybe it's machine tending, you know, something fairly straightforward, uh, dispensing application where, you know, you're gluing around a windshield or maybe just around a barrel top. It could be really simple, could be really complex. These people have the staff that carry the necessary skills in order to design, engineer, and build that system for you. Now, that doesn't mean that all these companies necessarily are so big that they have all these talented people on staff. So I've seen, you know, one and two man bands of, of integrators that are out there that sub a lot of that stuff out. They'll come up with the general concept and the design, and then they'll sub out the engineering and, you know, some of the electrical build and things like that to an electrical panel shop that builds a lot of panels or maybe a mechanical engineer if they need some help with the end of arm tool and things like that. Okay. So, it's not uncommon for, you know, a one or two man band, like I said, to be able to do all this stuff. They just sub that part of the workout and just, just like a general contractor, you know, it's actually a really good kind of uh, relationship to uh, sort of play off of. Now, robot manufacturers will maintain a network of these integrators, usually throughout the country. And these integrators will be trained specifically on those robot manufacturers, you know, protocols, how to program, how to tie other equipment into it, um, how to make them do what, whatever it is that you're looking to do, okay? And how many different robot manufacturers they represent is really kind of on a case-by-case -case basis from integrator to integrator. No two are necessarily exactly the same. Some just want to use one robot manufacturer, and that's it. They think that learning any other one is just too big a pain in the butt, so they're not going to do it. And then you'll meet other ones that will consider themselves brand agnostic in terms of, you know, robot brand. They'll say, yeah, we'll use anybody, and basically we just got to get trained up on We have good robot programmers, and I I've met robot programmers that say, if I'm going to pro program a robot, I can program a robot. Just give me any robot and I can program it. And I've met other guys who say, I'm only programming this one brand of robot. Don't ever show me another brand again as long as I live. <clears throat> Those are two very diametrically opposed opinions, but they are out there. And so is everything in between. So when you go to a trade show or you look on YouTube or whatever, and let's just say you reach out to... Never get enough of that. I'm sorry. It's not going to get old. I love it. I'm sorry. It's not going to get old. I am very proud of our robots. And they'll say, okay, tell me about your application. Tell me some things that I need to know. And they'll have probably several questions for you. And this is so that when they do pull in an integrator partner, they can pull in the right one that's going to be good at what it is you need to do. Because these integrators, they specialize in different things, okay? You have some integrators that are really, really focused on, like, robotic welding. You have other ones that are really, really, really focused on, like, robotic painting. You'll have some other ones that really pride themselves on difficult assembly solutions, 
Um, and then you might have other ones that uh, palletizing is one. Palletizing and general material, palletizing and general material handling does seem to be one that a lot of people fit into as well. So they have experience making these specific sy systems work, you know. So if you come to them with a machine tending application, they may not want to point you in the direction of somebody who's specific to robotic painting. They're going to want to kind of look up somebody from their catalog who kind of, you know, leans towards machine tending or maybe specializes in it outright. They may have, you know, a, a pre-engineered cut and paste solution that'll kind of work for you and that's going to save money. Again, topic for another program, but, you know, you get the idea. So, after they get a hold of that integrator, then that integrator's, you know, they're going to say, hey, I'm going to introduce you to this. So, after they've gotten some of that information, then they're going to say, hey, can I introduce you to this integrator? Now, I'm going to try to make kind of a long story short here. The basics that you need to know at this point, and this is what I'm trying to drive to you, is that the robot manufacturer is going to be the entry point to connect you with the appropriate integrator if you don't already know one. If you happen to know one, then you just kind of skip that step. But when the integrator gets a hold of you, the next steps are for them to gather a lot of information. And now if you're close at hand, and by close at hand, I mean like if you're within an hour maybe or two, they might consider just coming to see you or if the project is, is big enough or something. But bear in mind that, you know, that can be a lot of investment for them to spend a whole day driving out to see you. So they're probably going to want to kind of qualify you first. And what that means is they're going to want to know that you have enough money to spend kind of to, to dabble in the dark arts of robotic automation, you know. What that means is they're going to, they're going to want to qualify you a little bit. And what that really means is they just want to make sure that you've got a budget carved out and that they're going to be kind of able to fit somewhere within that before they invest the time to come see you and know what they're getting into, know what stage of the journey you're at. Are you just looking for a budget? Do you have a budget carved out and you're looking for quotes so that you can do something actionable within the next you know, couple of months, two, three months or something like that? You know, Those are reasonable questions they're going to ask to make sure they're targeting their time appropriately. A lot of times, if at all possible, they'll try to gather all this information, you know, virtually or electronically. I certainly do. It's a heck of a lot faster. It's way more efficient. And usually, we can get that qualifying stage over really fast if we can kind of get that stuff. Because the first step for a robotics integrator when they're evaluating their project, and by first step, I mean kind of the first pass to you, um, is they're going to give you a budgetary estimate. So they're going to need a bunch of information. And sometimes this can be pretty lengthy stuff. You know, cycle times, payloads, reaches, how many people for how many hours, for how many days. Um, they're going to want to know how many different variations of the parts. Is that permanent or is there an 80-20 to those parts? You know, they're, they're going to want to know a lot of different stuff. And they have to because it's easier to fail at installing a custom robotic solution than it is to succeed. Plain and simple. So they're going to want to cover all their bases to make sure their butts are covered because they don't want to promise something they can't deliver and, you know, that goes down a whole other road. So once they've gathered all this information, then they're going to say, okay, based on what you've told us, we're going to say that this is probably going to cost somewhere between, let's just say, three hundred and fifty and $500,000. Is that going to be a comfortable range for you? And then if you say... Yeah, thumbs up. That's comfortable for me. That's about what I was expecting. Let's let's take the next step. 
then what they're going to do is start investing some time and money into creating a firm quote. And that firm quote is going to be, you know, very detailed. It's going to have a lot of specifications and information. It's pretty common that a firm quote comes with, you know, some kind of rendering or um, sort of conceptual modeling of what the solution is actually going to look like, a layout and things like that. It's pretty fair for you to expect that and pretty standard for most people to offer it. About the only time you don't see that is if an integrator is really backed up against a wall with a lot of work and they don't have time to put the engineering into that. Uh, most of the time they do it, though, even for their own you know, purposes so that they know that what they're quoting and what they're selling is actually all going to work. And you need to do some reach studies and stuff with a robot to pick the right model. There's, there's a lot that goes into that, hence the man hours, hence why they want to make sure that they give you that budget first and you kind of sign off on, yeah, I'm prepared to spend that much before they kind of dump a lot of their resources and time and energy into creating what usually comes out to be a fairly detailed quote package um, and then sending that off to you because it's going to cost them a fair amount of money to get there. And once they do, they're making a promise they really have to be able to stand behind. So they want to make sure they do it right. Now, once that's done, you can action on that quote however you like, you know, and there's usually revisions. I mean, uh, these guys, any good integrator, or any integrator worth their salt, they know that that first quote that they, you know, give to you, it's coming back. It's coming back with questions and it's coming back with, okay, now that we saw this, we kind of want to add this or what if we took this part out or, you know, this makes us think, oh, well, maybe we could make this other thing part of this system and it, you know, it'll kind of do this, it'll grow and it'll shrink back and maybe it'll grow again and shrink back and you don't know for sure where it's going to end, usually somewhere in the middle. Um, and that's going to be the final system if you choose to do anything with it. So let's kind of summarize all this. You've got robot manufacturers. They make robots. That is all. They do not install and, you know, build cells and everything. Underneath that, you have robot cells, okay? The robot manufacturer's product, the robot, goes into a robotic cell, and that cell contains all kinds of extra peripheral equipment that is used to complete the process, okay? Clamps, actuators, feeder bowls, vision systems, uh, sensors, PLCs, all that stuff. That all gets tied together. Now, who does that? That's your integrator. The integrator is the group of people, that's the company, that's going to take that robot, pluck it off the shelf from the robot manufacturer, and they're going to take the PLC, and they're going to pick up the vision system and all that stuff that you need, and they're going to tie it all together and program it all to function the way that you want for your solution. Okay? Those integrators generally are going to be kind of leaning towards one brand or another or be partnered with very specific brands, not just in the robot space, but even in you know the PLC space, the vision system space, things like that. There's going to be some that they know and are already trained on and really good with. They, tend to, they, they may tend to prefer those. But if you've approached a robot manufacturer like at a trade show or online or whatever, they will automatically hook you up with an integrator that's in their network because those robot manufacturers, like I said, maintain that network throughout the country and they'll make sure that you get partnered with the right integrator for your application. Expect a fair amount of questions. Expect to have to provide a lot of data to get that budgetary quote from the integrator because the first thing they're going to do, just give me all, give me the information dump and now let's sit down and carve out a number and say, are you okay with this number? Is that going to be a, a decent range for you? Is that something you can work with? If you say no, sums down, okay, we'll see you whenever you feel like your budget's going to be in place or whenever you're ready to move or, you know, whatever the next step looks like there. 
if you say, yeah, thumbs up, that's good to go, they're going to say, all right, we're going to go get you a firm quote, we'll bring that back to you, and then do whatever you're going to do. That's basically how the purchasing structure works and kind of the relationship between the robot manufacturers and integrators work throughout the kind of industry. And like I said, for a lot of people, that's going to be really rudimentary, really elementary. But since, but since I see a lot of people who aren't really aware that that's kind of the relationship and structure of how things flow, I thought it was important to kind of share some of that knowledge with folks. That way, you can be more effective when you go out and you're talking about you know, quoting out systems and getting robots in your facility. I appreciate you joining me. I know that might be a little bit of a long one, and this is more along a PSA style than it is super entertaining. Some of this stuff might get a little bit dry, but it's good information for you, I promise, and you're going to be really glad that you have it. I'm glad that you joined me. We will see you next time on Batshit Crazy. <laughs>